Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph Marge. And we are here with Weekly Dish, and we've both been off for a couple weeks. I was on the van trip. Steph was in Denver. I have to say, all of the things you were eating in Denver looked pretty amazing. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I have a whole segment for oh, you. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Because, yep. like, when you think about cities that you go to, I end up in Denver because of skiing and that sort of thing. And I feel like it's like I never know where to eat there. Like it's not always clear. Like there's not always the best guides. And I thought the stuff that you were eating looked way better than most of the stuff I've eaten when I've been to Denver. Yeah. No, it was great. We had a great time and it was and I'll talk I'll tell I have a whole segment for you. Okay. All right. Sorry. We're not gonna preempt it. No, we are not. So there was that. Today we have a busy day because we have the cookbook swap coming. Um, which is going to be at Malcolm Yards uh from twelve to two. So we're looking forward to seeing you guys there. We are going to talk to Gavin Kaysen today about his uh, new cookbook at home. We are having lots of dribs and drabs. Lots of stuff. Yes. Stephanie, can we just start out by talking about the um, one chip challenge? Sure. So apparently in Edina, so the one chip challenge is put on by this company, Pocky. And what they do is they sell one chip that's like the hottest chip with all the peppers and then they they sell it for eight ninety five, and then like the challenge is like, can you eat the chip? Yeah. So for the weekly dishes that listen every week, you and our friend Heather Manley did this. Like how many years ago? Four maybe. God, I don't even know. It was so hot. Mm-hmm. You braved it. You were like incredible. Heather braved it too. No, she was great. And then promptly as the day went on, she like was ill. She had to we pull had, over on the side of the road and yeah, vomit. No, it was, it was really, ex- it was really exciting. We did, we tried it and we, um, and I think it was the Carolina Reaper chip and we ate it and it was definitely like hot in the moment. I remember being like, I started talking so fast. I must wish we could find a replay of it. Um, I was talking so fast because it's like my endorphins and everything else just went right through the roof. Right. And then we were both sweating and I was like, that's really bad. It's really bad. And then all of a sudden it was just gone, you know, and then it was just like it was fine. And I, I it took a longer time for me to recover. Heather took a like was done. She was like, oh, that wasn't such a big deal. And she was kind of like a little dismissive of it. And then we drove. Um, we left. You know, she went to her day. I went to my day. I had to host a uh, I had to host a book club thing. And uh, at Fa- Haligo Fabulous, and she uh, and she had to, she was driving along, and she called me from the road saying, "Oh my God, it's getting so bad." And then she said that she pulled over and she actually had to throw up. Yep. So, and I had to host this event, and I literally didn't know if I was going to make it through it. It was an after effect like I've never had before. Not just like it's burning, but it was like <laughs> it like literally messed with your entire chemical. Like makeup, you know, it was insane. And there, what happened is in Edina, all these kids like did this one chip challenge. And of course, it's on TikTok and YouTube. Um, but there were 39 calls about the chip challenge. 
or no, excuse me. There were 39 poison control calls in Minnesota about the chip challenge. And there were a bunch of kids in Edina that did this. I think I read somewhere that it was like 32. So I don't know. But they came became sick after doing the one chip challenge. Like not to sound like, you know, Karen, the nanny. But at what point, like, should they not be making this chip that makes people sick? Yeah. Or is it that we just shouldn't be eating it? Because why do we eat things that would make us sick? I don't know. Does that seem kind of irresponsible? No, not at all. It's your personal <laughs> responsibility. No one is forcing you to That's do this. I, as I'm saying it out I loud, mean, like, I'm my like, God. No. What do you want them to do? No, you can't have this. It's a natural no product. Chips for you. It's a real thing. Like, the ghost peppers are... That's a real thing, you know? So, I also think there are plenty of people who can handle it. That's also... What's funny is that it's like... Yes, it's very hot, but there's also, you know, those wings up in D-spot, up in, uh, you know, that you need like a 24-hour, no, they're even, I mean, they're like the... Scorpions? Yeah, the scorpion wings and the Zayshan ones that you need like a 24-hour, you know, waiver before you eat them. And he doesn't let you eat, just order them. You have to go through that, like, you know, you have to go through the stages of you have to complete like three other different wings to prove that you can before he makes them. Well, that's kind of responsible. That's responsible. Yeah, he's like, he's giving you like the wing... The wing hot wing test. Have you had any of those? No, I don't need to. I it's kind of yeah. I mean, it's fun and I don't mind it. I like hot things and I like, I just don't. I'm it's the sport of burning your face off is not exactly the most the thing that I'm looking for. Yeah, let's just leave it like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, have you been eating lots of food things this week? Have you been going to lots of food things? Yep, I have, but I'm gonna save those for top two and hour two. I got lots of other things going on. I did post you guys the uh, pumpkin chili recipe that I've been talking about. So looks so forever, and it just is so really really good. Um, And that it's like, you know, the idea is that you put that pumpkin into the chili, and it 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 shouldn't freak you out because it's not pumpkiny. It's not like you know, pumpkin pie or anything like that. It's not sweet, but you still get that like sort of sense of pumpkin. And because there's cinnamon in there and I put some, um, some garam masala and, you know, a lot of other things. It was really, um, it was really good. And it was really sort of like kind of, and I want to say creamy without making you feel weird about chili being creamy, but it just had a nice texture to it as I, well. Ellie always like, cause you know, you serve chili sometimes with like onions and cheese yeah. and the sour cream. She does this nasty thing where she puts the sour cream onto the chili and then she like stirs, stirs it, it in. Lots so of people do that. When you talk about the creamy like yeah. chili and yours was not like that. No. But that's where my head is going. And I'm yeah. like, Rah. no, when people make like that, almost like a dip, slurry. it feels like a <laughs> yes. dip at the end when they're like You're so right. much cheese and sour cream and everything else. It gets to be this like pale chip orange <laughs> thing. And I'm like, that's just chip dip. Yeah. No, it's not that. It's more of a mouthfeel. It's more of like a texture thing. And that's pretty great. Um, that is, uh, some people make like chili, not with the pureed pumpkin, but they put like cubes of it or sweet potatoes, kind of that more autumnal. Yeah. And this one, yeah, for sure was not that in that, like, I, and that's the thing. It wasn't like, you know, when you do like a big, like you get like a hunk of squash in there, it turns, it's just like, then you get into a vegetable place. Right. You know what I mean? And this is more of definitely feels still like your chili, but you just have like an essence of like, I like it or pumpkin. So it's pretty good. I thought of you because this whole week I've been standing at Kowalski signing books and I always am near the gift segment or the floral and gift, which is usually right by the cheese. Yeah. So I'm there for two hours. Yeah. It usually goes where the first 15 minutes are like people that know I'm coming and they're there. And then in the middle hour ish, 
I'm sort of just staring at cheese, waiting for people to walk by and trying to get people to look at the book. So I spend a lot of time talking to the cheese people yeah. and looking at the cheese. Sure. They have a really epic cheese section. Yeah. Kowalski's does? Yes. Which one were you on? I've been at like I've been at like seven of them. Have so you really? Yeah. All of the different cheeses. And it's so funny to watch people like buy cheese too. Yeah. They like go to the section that they're looking for and then they like pick up all the different ones. I, I People are really adventurous cheese buyers, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They'll like just buy all different kinds. Um, they ask <laughs> questions of the cheesemongers, which I like. And it's fun to like overhear what they recommend. Um, they recommend a lot of Minnesota cheeses, but also like cheeses that are exclusive to them or that they're excited about. There's also like the whole refrigerated cheese section now, which is like burrata and the mozzarellas and the halloumi. Yeah. Which is interesting. And so much um, sliced meats like charcuterie boards just must still be a ton of yeah, what people is. are buying. It is. Well, it's easy. You know what I mean? And it's sort of that snacky moment that's like. You know, really good and yeah, because there's so many like just prepared meats. And- yeah, and people are teaching charcuterie board classes, yeah. which is weird to me. I don't know how. I mean, I want to just say if you want to go for fun and just see some ideas, yeah. that's great. But like, I don't think I'd plunk down sixty bucks to go learn how to put meats and cheeses in. I don't into know. a people place are into it, and there's like I know all these I just different types. I think and- you should trust yourself, man. Like you <laughs> can do it. Like you know. All right. With that, we're going to talk about, I don't even know why I put this on the grid, but I thought it was interesting when I read it. So we're going to talk about it. The optimal time to eat. You are listening to The Weekly Dish. We will be right back. Okay. All right. So I, you know, during the week we peruse things and I read this article. I'm always kind of obsessed about the study of food and like, when people eat and like fasting and what are the good times to eat and all of these things about eating just in general. I had a conversation with a friend last night and she was like, gosh, don't you feel like as you get older, you can just barely like eat anything. Just like trying to manage your weight is so difficult. I was like, yeah, it is difficult. And I, uh, I joined a gym again, but I just, you're not in it. You're not, not in yet. it, really. I'm hoping to get into it. Okay, right, let's talk about the one second. So, how can you? Well, are you okay with saying how old you are? Yeah. Do you I'm, know how old you are? I don't. You guys, her face when I was asking that question. This was the best moment ever. Her eyes popped, and I was like, in my mind, I, the clicking that went quickly was, was like, like wait a minute. Remember. It's not that she won't say it. It's that she doesn't know how old she and is. It's true. And I, <laughs> I think I'm 53. Is that right? I think you are. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm 53. You might be 54. Okay. Maybe? I mean, and it's entirely possible. No, you're 53. I think so. Because I think Ellie's 24. Yeah. Ellie, if you're hearing, we're going to have <laughs> to clear this up. Ellie, how old is your mom? She Someone call us. Even know Someone either. text us. Anyway. Go, so I'm, the thing is, is about, I just want to, when people like, I want like what I think I've been lately, I've been thinking when people are like, oh, I'm getting so old and they're like 41. I'm like, girl. Girl. But that is how you always feel if it's I know, happening to you. I know. And that's why I, I wanted to level set for the listeners. Like, what are we talking about when we say that? Like, because I will say that, like, having turned 50 and having turned 51, this last year has been the most physical changes to myself. I do think that every decade, like from the 20s to the 30s to the 40s, I think every decade is when... And it's uh, maybe it's a lot of times for me, like at that at that zero birthday, the aught birthday, yeah, that you reflect on it, yeah. But I think each decade, what you eat and how you process and what energy you need is different, yeah. 
So we're getting into the phase where we don't need as much energy. And yet we're a lot of people still eating the same amount and people are gaining weight. And it's like your first reaction is, wow, I'm eating the same thing I've always eaten. Yeah. And that's exactly the problem. Yeah. Because you are expending less calories, not even by doing anything different, but your metabolic body. Yeah. So there's new research that talks about when you eat. And for most people, they eat between six and seven o'clock. Yes. Okay. Okay. I would say that. Sure. So research is suggesting that we're doing it all wrong, <laughs> that we need to <laughs> Don't be you think eating. there's always a study that yes, says you're doing everything all wrong? Yes. Okay, go ahead. The way and the when we should be eating is that most of us should be eating at 5 p.m. Oh, my God. And that is based <laughs> on the time that you would necessarily go to bed. Okay, and this is the problem. And your body... There is this thing about circadian rhythms, right? Your body, whether you're conscious of it or not, is timed with the rising and the setting of the sun. So your body, even if you go to bed, like, let's say at midnight, so you're like, oh, okay, I can eat then at seven because I'm giving my body enough time to digest. At dark, your internal body clock is still shutting down, even though you are mentally not. Hmm. So that's also metabolically, physiologically impacting your body. Now, the other thing that's weird about this is they've studied like radio morning radio personalities. Yeah. And if you look at morning radio personalities or people that do shift work, also we include can include like nurses and people in that category. Mm-hmm. Many times these people are overweight or have issues with their weight. The reason being they're tricking the circadian rhythms because they're getting up like in the dark. They're working in the dark. Yes. And so it's particularly hard for shift workers to manage their weight because of this circadian rhythm situation. So I just think it's interesting that, you know, when you think about and I started fasting like, I don't know, within the last five years and I'm not doing it actively right now, but I always know that like that's a tool I can use if I need it because sometimes I do. And like I was exercising a ton before the pandemic. I was literally going to the gym like six days a week since the pandemic. I've hardly exercised, but I'm just soft, you know, like, well, but you're also losing muscle mass because you're aging completely. So like it's it's, it's also like a the, whammy. I'm it's screwing that. myself. I know. I know. And just so you guys know, like I was reading, I just pulled up circadian rhythms. They call it a circadian cycle. It's a natural internal process that regulates the sleep wake cycle and repeats roughly every tor- 24 hours. It says it can refer to any process that originates within an organism and responds to the environment. So when we're level setting what that is, uh-huh. a circadian is now, do you if you have pets? Like cats and dogs. Yeah. They are completely wound around the idea of the sun. Yeah. It says most living things, including animals, plants, and microbes, are also affected by light and dark. If you so, think about it, like you see those plants that like bloom and then they go down and uh-huh. then they bloom. And it's like, of the course. Nightshade. So why wouldn't we be any different? Primrose, right. those kind of plants. I'm still not eating at five o'clock, though. <laughs> I think about, like, even if. Can I ask you this? Do you get up early? I mean, like, do you get up? When is your normal wake time? When I'm not having to do stuff, yeah, seven thirty. Really? What's yours? I mean, I don't go to bed until like midnight or one a.m. So my normal get up time is probably around eight to nine. Yeah, my mom was a my mom would not go to bed usually before two in the morning. Yeah, my mom, but my mom too. She's 10. a reader. She reads until like yeah. two in the morning, and then she's like gets up, and then I don't know what time she gets up, but 
I'm not that 5 a.m. I mean, I have friends who like I get up and I see they've been texting since 5 a.m. And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys. Yeah. But then again, I send a text at like 1130 or 12 and no one answers. So I feel like I'm off. I'm definitely off. It is. It's weird because when you travel and you are traveling with or against the time change, too. Yeah. And we're coming up on. Oh, my God. Savings. Which is really, daylight savings is hell for families. Well, I just, I don't remember it being that bad. And I see like now because of social media, the the complaint mechanism that starts with yeah. it. My God. And I, I'm not, I'm not trying to rip on the people who have to go through the, I mean, my daughter is going to have to deal with yep. two babies, you know, and all the rest. I'm not saying it's not hard. I just don't remember it, but I only remember it through the trauma that you all are telling me about Right, now. right, right. That's so funny. So like, all of a sudden I'm brought up, I'm like, was it that bad? I don't remember. I would say 90% of the time during the fall um, time change, I'm in Las Vegas because it's a right around my husband's birthday. Yeah. We usually go to Vegas for his birthday. And so then I'm like completely screwed up yeah. because it's two hours of Vegas time plus the hour. But it works in my favor because I end up waking up earlier and I always like having more time. Yeah. I The big thing, I remember coming back from Japan and not, you know, like basically yeah. a day was absorbed Completely somehow, gone. somewhere. Such a weird feeling. And I was just like, I think I've already lived this day. But it was it was literally the hardest thing I'd had. To, I've never had jet lag really like. Last you, weeks. You have it and you're like, fine. It was weeks. Yeah. Weeks of being completely out of whack. And I thought about that with the Vikings just playing in London. Yeah. And what they did is they did not allow them to sleep. No, I know you can't. So they to. just like did their regular day. And that's real hard too, though. We did by that. Two o'clock. You're so Listen, dragging. We did that in Japan. And we, when we got there and we just forced ourselves to go out, we were just eating and shopping and trying to be around. And we were, I remember it was like nine o'clock at the Uniqlo, you know, and Elisa uh, starts to just slide down the side of the building. She's like, I, I literally am about to pass out. And I brought it, we like ran back to the hotel and she literally hit the bed and was out for like eight hours. And then we were fine. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. Just to force yourself to stay up and try to participate in that day and go to bed early. So you're saying, so the circadian rhythm, they're saying if you eat more according to that, to the light and the dark relativity, which is also funny because think about this. We in the Midwest or the, you know, the sort of the plains who are more agrarian than the coasts, we tend to have gone through that cycle and have been pilloried for having the 5 p.m. dinner time. Right. Senior right? hour. Yeah. Senior hour. <laughs> That's when I want to eat now. Yeah. And so I feel like this is a little bit of a vindication. It is. So well done. So that's that. We're going to take a break. You're listening to The Weekly Dish presented by our friends at Hornitos, Knob Creek, Maker's Mark. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, let's talk Denver. Please. Should we talk about Denver? Yes, because some of us will be going there. I know. And I had a lot of great people responding. I basically tried, you guys, not to overly post my trip, but of course I... Of course you I did. I That's my favorite part I about know. people traveling. I love to follow But I along. like this. I do it in stories so that your feed is free. You can opt in or opt out. You know what I mean? But I really kind of wanted to... I was interested because I haven't been to Denver in many, many years. And um, I opened a restaurant there. I opened an Ocean Air there yep. a long time ago. And the city has changed tenfold. I mean, insane how much is different from when I was there. Bigger. Yeah, so much bigger. And yet, um, here's what I'm going to say that was the overarching thought for the city, if you really want to get down to it. Um, they've really done their planning of the core city well. There's a lot of residential mixed in with business and everything else so that it feels like people are living there, mm-hmm. you know, and like 
there was a lot of activity. There was way more activity than I think in our city, you know, than in Minneapolis on a Sunday. We were sitting on a patio outside of the Union Station and there were people walking dogs and kids playing in a fountain. And it just was it it was just these people who lived there, obviously. And 20 years ago, that wasn't the case. No, it wasn't. In fact, I remember 16th Street Mall when I you know, was opening the restaurant that at parts was a little bit nasty Uh and so and they're doing a lot of construction most of that 16th street mall which is just a big old stretch kind of like our nicolet but really peopled and really you know it's got a lot of life to it but this time there it's under construction so we didn't see there wasn't a lot of that nonetheless so the point was is we were there for a wedding for our friend steph meyer's son's nady's wedding and so we kind of had some time to hang out you know she was away from us doing her family things and we went out and did things which is the favorite way of doing it. But we um, we ended up eating at a couple places. I had some highs, some lows. I'm going to tell you about the whiskey controversy, but I'm going to start with some good stuff, which is Tavernetta was a singularly wonderful experience. And Tavernetta is right by Union Station, and it's a James Beard award-winning spot. Um, I, when I posted my picture, Gavin, who's going to be on with us next hour, texted me. He's like, oh, I love that place. I'm like, it was so good. And it's an Italian kind of idea. I could absolutely see it in, in Minneapolis. Like yeah. it feels very much like it could have been like a Stephen Brown type restaurant, right? So, but here's what I loved about it. <laughs> they had a champagne cart. <laughs> like literally. Done. Done. Like do you guys. I'm there. Done. <laughs> Boom. Next. And here's a shout out. They fit us in. Like we had a five top that we didn't. I said, let's just go sit in the bar. I wasn't messing with reservations like way ahead of time. And I was like, let's just, because we don't know. Who was going to be there? And thank God, because people came in and out of our group, you know, and trailed off and met up. And we ended up at the, and I said, let's just see if we can, you know, pop into the tavern or a bar. Let's stand around, have some drinks, and we'll figure out what else. Well, they had a table, and it happened to be in the kitchen, and we grabbed it. And it was so much fun watching them do their stuff. And all of a sudden, this guy comes around. He's like, well, he's like, would you like to see the champagne cart? I was like, wait, what? Yes, I would. The answer to that is yes. I would. And please just stay here. Please just park it. And But we had by the glass. And I also love that because, you know, with bubbles, it's hard to sometimes, because, you know, you can't open a bottle and then just, like, cork it again, you know? So right. usually your sparklings tend to be, you know, the higher-end ones, they want you to buy the whole bottle. But this was great because they was wheeling it around and people were getting samples. And I, it was a delicious, beautiful glass of bubbles, which I can't remember the name of. But, um, but then we had... You know, a couple different dishes. We just ordered some table stuff. We had a beautiful steak with poblanos, which reminded me again, the thing about Denver that you don't really realize, I think maybe going in, we think Denver is like beef and you think, you know, uh, beer and all this stuff. Cowboy. Mm -hmm. There is so many great hot peppery. Peppers are big in Denver, you know? And so these were just some beautiful poblanos, I think, and some shishitos that were with it, but they had like a little pepper sauce with it. And it was it was del- it was it was an amazing bite. It was yeah. wonderful. So Tavernetta, we went from there to um oh gosh, what was that bar? Well, we went to this bar and then um and uh that was wonderful, but I'm gonna come back to the bar thing in a moment because it was in the dairy block, which is a very cool little section that we walked through during the daytime and it was beautiful. But the other one I wanted to shout out first is ex- uh, of a uh, an ex- a really great experience was it's called Sunday Vinyl. And it's right next to Tavernetta. Unfortunately, I was like, wow, we just we're just like singing their praises. But nonetheless, it was a record bar. And they it's like, I want 
you know, we have that. We at Makanda yep. in Wayzata, there's they have a little record bar in the back. I want more record bars or record coffee shops too. Yes, yeah. I want. Let's get some the more get vinyl down action. Does a lot with vinyl. Who does the Get Down Coffee yep. Company? They do too. Mm-hmm. Totally in, in Camden. Yeah, I want more of that though. I want like. I want Sunday Vinyl was a wonderful experience because we had a sommelier who came over and chatted with us. Cutest sommelier on record. Like guy was in just like a little like baseball jacket and he had like a big necklace on. Saw that on your. (laughs) He was. I was like, you are not a som. Like he was so. He was great. Um, and they walked us through and we had like you know really great little bites and like Iberico pork and lettuce wraps, all the great little bites. It was perfect. It was exactly what you wanted before you were going to like another event. And I just. That was so Sunday vinyl was marvelous. They also have a champagne in the membrane brunch, which was awesome. Oh. All right. So let's get to the whiskey controversy so that we can frame it up. So when we went to the bar uh, after uh, the Tavernetta experience, um, which I was told by many bartenders, I got a nice little list of places to go. And they said, hey, make sure you go here. Um, and so we went and we sat down and they had this. They had a whole their 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 menu was on a deck of cards. Like it is literally, they put a deck of cards down in a little cute, um, you know, thing, and they're like, "This is the menu," and you're like, "Oh," and they're like, "You want to flip through and you want to find something," and I'm like, "I have to look through 52 cards to find my drink." <laughs> I was like, "It's a cute concept. It's a little bit awkward," but they did have another list, and they had, and then they had this reserve list, which, and I was like, "Oh, what is what's this situation?" And these are cocktails. That's like a captain's list of wine, right? So there was like a fifty-five dollar cocktail. There's a hundred dollar. That's kind of a cool concept. Yeah. So. And I'm actually going to write a story on this. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, in the Twin Cities. Yeah. So, so they said basically like, here's, you know, and I said, well, what's on your list? Like what makes a $30 cocktail? And they're like, well, you know, these are these rare and very special spirits. And, you know, there's like the stuff that, you know, it's very exclusive. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and he's like, we could take you back in the vault and you can look. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm in. And so, and so we order our drinks, but he was kind of already a little bit like, like, you know, t- a little bit sort of not talking down to us, but we were a group of women of a certain age who were not the hipsters who were around yeah. us. We came in en masse. We'd already been drinking. We were a little bit loud. I'm not saying that, like, we were a type, but we might have been a type. Yep. So he, uh, so then he, so everyone orders different drinks all across the menu. I said, well, I'll do that. I'll do the old fashioned from the reserve list. He's like, okay. And he's he walks away and he comes back and he... He puts the bottle in front of us and he's like, here's, he goes, this is a, this is the Maker's Mark uh, private select. I'm like, oh yeah. He's like, it's, it's a very special bottle. And I'm like, well, it's private select. So like you went to the distillery and you like dip the staves and and these are your French staves and this is represent. He's like, oh, you know about it? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. He's like, well, feel free to open it up. He's like, well, you know more than I open it up and smell it and pass it around. And I'm like, Okay, well, it's a private select maker's mark. I mean, like, yep, sure, going to be good. Every liquor store in the country <laughs> has, has their a bottle, has their private yep. select at this point. And and then and one of my table mates was like, yeah, she went down and did that. Like, she went down and did that, you know. And I was like, no, it's fine, it's good. But the old fashioned that I'd ordered had had supposed to, I forgot this part of the story had to be with a. It had said it had a six year old aged cask aged rye. That was what made this old fashioned special. So then he's passing this bottle of private select. And I was like, I don't understand, but okay. Like, is he just being nice to us? Like, and I thought maybe one of the other girls had gotten it in sure. there, you know, cocktail. Cause yeah. I wasn't paying attention. And then all of a sudden he comes and this, he brings this old fashioned on this silver tray and, and everybody gets their drinks. And he brings this and he presents it to me. And I'm like, 
Uh, I'm like, oh, great. And I was like, and I smell it and I sip it. And I'm like, oh, it's really good. And I'm like, so what, what's the name of the rye in this one? Because he took the menu. He goes, no, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the maker's mark. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, I told you that. I'm like, no, you didn't. You just brought a bottle over. I'm like, what happened to the rye? He goes, well, we ran out. And <laughs> I said, oh. And I go, he goes, and I said, so then you put in the maker's mark? He's like, well, we had that. We had more of that. And I was like, so not rare then. <laughs> so rare, not rare. I'm like, didn't you want to tell me that before you brought it? He's like, well, do you want me to take the drink back? I was like, no, I'll drink it. But it was like he just stood there and looked at yeah, me. Yeah, he didn't like, get the point. He thought he was. I'm sure the drink was delicious, it was but delicious, that's not the point. But that's not a $30 drink. That's right. Like, I can get a private select anywhere. Right. Like, that's not a $30 drink. So I was like, nope, we're good. I feel like I got hoodwinked. You know, it's like. It's Did all, you say that? I said it online afterwards because he left and then he didn't come back, you guys. He dropped the bill and he didn't, like, look at us. He was, he was embarrassed oh. and he didn't know how to admit that he was trying to pull one over on us. Or just, like, screwed up. He no, just he said, brought like, that bottle and was just trying to pass it off as special. And when I knew that it wasn't special, he didn't know what to do. Yeah, I can see that. So then we went to, that was one thing I was like, what's up? Is it me? I mean, like, am I am I a jerk? And they're like, no. I mean, like, so, okay. So then the next night we go, or one of the next Jason nights. would say, are you the asshat? Am I the asshat? <laughs> uh, we went to a place called Yacht Club, which is a very, very meteor, meteor-like, but, like, much more, like, full of themselves okay place, okay and i'll do this one quickly but they basically and this one i will say this i looked like a suburban housewife because i had my hair up in a sure, huge bun sure, sure. i was wearing like a caftan thing because i we got to the groom's dinner cute. it was real fun i loved it went to this bar and i was like oh i i stick out <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter and i walked up to the bar and i said and so tracy was next to me and she's like get me a couple jamesons for the girls i'm like all right so can i get two jamesons and he goes yeah and he goes away and he starts pouring and then he's like anything else i'm like yeah I'm like what's your best whiskey and he's like well you have your jameson i'm like no what's your best whiskey here i'm like what's your serious whiskey he goes well you don't really look like you're serious about whiskey he said this to me and i go what i go like i i actually am i'm like your damn bottles you can't see them like they're not only are they tucked away but they're turned on the side so your labels aren't out so i can't order what i want to order and he just looks like, well, I guess I have a rye or like I have this tonight. What do you like? Bourbon or rye? I'm like, I like both. But like, what's a good like, what do you have for rye? Is it worth ordering? And he just was like, just thought I was just a dumb woman. And I was like, you know what? I'm like, give me a, give me a double two fingers neat of this rye and keep it open. And I was like, I'm going to drink this place dry. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm going to drink every bourbon and whiskey that I and then it's I'm like, a challenge. Right. Because it's like my own ego was all chuffed. Yep. Yep. And I was like, but I was still like, what is wrong with you people? I had a pretty woman moment, you guys. I was like, I have money to spend here. <laughs> I, I got money to spend. And they were like, please leave. Welcome to the 50s. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I get completely just overlooked. Well, and I just want to say it gave me a very big love heart for my own City's bartenders who I don't think do this to other no. whiskey women. No, don't you think can so. go to the fanciest place in town. And- well, I mean, I mean, and I know that like clearly some people in in this town know that I have a whiskey predilection, but you shouldn't discount a woman. No, just because of that. All right, now I've gone over, but it was really good. I'm glad you did. Okay, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> and it's S Stephanie six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you want to share your whiskey situation, if right. you want to tell us how you were passed over, yeah, or if in you have your prime, an experience moment six five one. One six four one one zero seven one, or just ask a question about the pumpkin chili. We're here for you. We'll be right back.
everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Dish. Oh, good. We have some callers. 651-641-1071. Let us start with Brad. Hi, Brad. You're live on the air. What's your story? Hi, Brad. Are you there? Brad. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Brad. Are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you, friend. What's your whiskey story? Well, I got to tell you, I I went to Kentucky the first time I went to Kentucky. I didn't know the difference between bourbon and whiskey. Oh. It happens. Yeah, and I needed an education, so I went to this place. I talked to the bartender, and he goes, well, I'll give you a sample of all the bourbons we make in Kentucky. So he took out seven shot glasses and poured them full of uh, the different kinds. Fun. He says, go ahead and try to see which one you like. And I was like, how much does this cost? And he goes, no, it's on the house. I couldn't believe it. Yes. Kentucky is like that, man. It's Kentucky is another you. animal. There. Yeah. That's marvelous. Well done. Do you have a favorite? Well, I went to Woodford Reserve and I toured their facility and I bought a bottle that they put my family name on it. Yep. Uh, you know, in a sticker. Yep. So I have I still have it. It's something we open every Christmas holiday. Do you oh, drink so you fun. do drink it though, right? Oh, I do. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. good. Good but for only you. on holidays. I, I love, love that. It. Thanks for calling story, in, Brad. Brad. All yeah. right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take Barb. She's got a whiskey story, too. Hi, Barb. How you doing? Good. And I, I misunderstood the assignment. I thought it was something about uh, being uh, old and uh, people treating you differently. Oh, Barb, that's okay, too. Ahead. We'll Let's take hear it. that story, okay, too. Here's my, here's my story. I was coming out of work. I was couple years ago and i was still in my 60s and a young man got out of his car to help to help me to my car because it was snowing oh that's sweet his, 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 his folks must have taught him to help old people i he love it pretty old oh. kind of slippery and i let him i let him take me to my car because i figured that was just as important for him to do that for me yes for me to accept the help barb it's that's letting him fulfill his destiny well done you exactly yes exactly barb. Can build a young man yes oh, barb well barb, done I love barb. That. yeah Okay. Thanks, okay. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. We have Brian on the line. Hi, Brian. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing we great. haven't talked to you for weeks. I We're know, feeling we Brianless. Um, the last weekend, the movie Ray, Ray Milan's drink of choice is rye. Yes. So, and uh, talking about when to eat. Yeah. I subscribe to the philosophy: never eat on an empty stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's with you a good there, my friend. Slogan too. I love I am it. I'm with right. you. Take care. Thank Thanks, you, Brian. Brian. Um, a question came in. I was listening to you last Saturday, and you were talking <laughs> about spices that you could purchase at Kowalski's that were hot due to the peppers that were in it. Could you tell me the brand, please? I'm wondering because no, was I that know you? What it is. Okay, yeah, it was me. It was me and Alex Launder when Alex was filling in. Um, it's it's the dirty goodness. It's That's Heather's exactly dirty goodness. What I it's like we I went over the segments and I was like, God, I Censored. don't think we talked about it. Yep. But it's it was on the commercial. So it was Heather's Dirty Goodness. And I was looking, I'm I'm still I'm trying to find the original Heather's Dirty Goodness. I've been in all these Kowalskis. I can't find the original. Huh? And it's turkey chicken season coming yeah, up. So I'm like, it. I'm gonna have to call her and Can order you get it online. online. Yeah, yeah get it I online. will at uh dirtygoodness.com, I think is yeah. the website. But right. yes, I'm gonna have to order the original, which is kind of sagey, thymey, a little rosemary, a, a little garlicky, a little salty, is like the poultry 
spice of life. Yeah, I no, just love great. it so much. It's super great. Um, we had some other things come in that I can't really remember, but all right. So, okay. Uh, I want to tell you this. I one more thing about Denver quickly, please. just to let you know, there's a shop there. It's on Larimer Square. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was a vintage store that had a bar in it, like oh. a margarita bar. And a vintage shop all the way around. You guys, it. I love this. Why can we not have these? Let's, this is my point. Let's, let's have a coffee store and a bookshop. Yeah. Let's like. I mean, have, we do. And, yeah, and, and like, more. Yeah. But like also, you know, yeah, it's like that. Remember the underground of, of Barnes and Noble had that whole little restaurant area? Yeah. Like more of that, but like independent. Let's do some of that business. Where and it's like. It's, it's hard to do. I know because Remember it's like Forage Modern Workshop was like that. Yes. And they had Parka mm-hmm. next to it. I loved that place. I did too. And I that used to was buy like furniture there. Yeah. And you'd go and you'd shop a little and you'd have a little I would love to have like a vinyl record store that was also like maybe like a little It's kind of a, a tall ask. I think because it's literally like running two legit separate businesses because yeah. you need to know a lot about retail and then you, and need, you need to know to about know. food yeah. and like knowing about all those things is usually you're not great at one or the other. Right. They do a lot of that in Detroit because they Detroit like the city hollowed out yeah. and they had all these giant spaces yeah. so these young entrepreneurs came in and had these giant spaces yeah. where they couldn't fill them with stuff. So they did all these multi-concepts within concepts yeah. and six people in one location, yeah. you know, doing little pop-ups and yeah. So my cool. cousins uh, who live in Detroit, you know, my whole family lives over in Detroit, Michigan area. And my cousins actually bought, they have one of their best friends bought a warehouse that was like, yeah, you know, like he got the investments together and he bought this warehouse and they have like a farm on the top level and they have like a roller skating area on the oh, third God. level. And then like down in the second level, like they created an entire to open another roller rink. I know. I was thinking about you because in the van, I went all through Michigan Oh, York yeah. County and up like literally to the top of to the finger. I did the Uber. You did Uber? You uh, I did it all. Crepes. And I was thinking about you because I knew you yeah. were from Michigan. I it's know, a beautiful state. It really is. And it's like there's so many great areas. It's it's like Minnesota in that I think, you know, it's really like in the outreaches. It's the 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 nature is so lush yeah. and beautiful. And the, the lake is like an ocean. It's just incredible. Yes, it really and some is. Some of the beaches, you're just like, wow, this is just it's where if am you I? Get, if you guys haven't ever been up to Traverse City, did you go to Traverse yeah, City? We did. Traverse City is like the Cape Cod of the mid it's like the secret Cape Cod of the Midwest. Like we Close all Door love County. Door County, but like Traverse City is something that if you've never been there, it is shockingly feels East Coast-ish, yeah. but it's Midwestern and it's got a lot of good vibes. I also think that like I still think of uh, Michigan as part of the East Coast. It has that same flavor. A little bit. Yeah. And there is like that old money, too, in a lot of these places on Mm -hmm. the lake. Yeah. Well, because of the cars. Yes. And that was their summer places. Mm -hmm. And then they board them, not board them up, but they close them up for the summer. So we just got there right after the Labor Day time. And many of the like summer folks, they call them, were getting Mm -hmm. ready to head home for their seasons. Yeah. To their other homes, wherever those other homes are. Right. But you can like literally take, you can drive to Appleton or drive to Muskegon, take the ferry over and then we tried to do the Badger Ferry, but it got canceled because of weather. Oh, bummer. All right. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. We're going to be coming back with hour two. We'll be right back.